What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I am your host, Simon Villanos, and this is part nine of our request series where we break down the film of, well, mostly seniors that, you know, have been requested on our TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, uh, DMs, whatever. And remember, if you want to leave a request, uh, we are prioritizing seniors first so that we could get all those film and whatnot out there. But We'll try to get to everyone eventually, and so if you do request somebody, make sure to leave their name, the position they play, and what school they are from, especially the school that's one of our biggest ones, all right? So for this episode, we have four players. Um, it's a pretty diverse episode. I would say we have a couple different positions here, and so we got Tanner True, the offensive and defensive lineman from Eden High School, Carlos Marino, the quarterback from Palmer High School, Enoch Wolfolk, or Wolfolk, I want to say. Apologize if if I'm saying your name wrong, but he's the safety or cornerback from Cherry Creek High School. And then last but not least, we have Hall Edmonds, the linebacker from Broomfield High School. So, yeah, we got a pretty stacked episode today. I believe only two of these players are currently committed and the other two aren't and so i really do believe there's some talent here so we're gonna go ahead and get it started coming up next we got tanner true all right so tanner true the 6'3 290 pound defensive lineman and offensive lineman from eden high school it's about time we got an eden player here uh fun fact i did spend virtually almost a year over in the eden school district i uh student taught at eden high school and then i student taught as well at eden elementary school and i'm pretty sure i did a practicum at eden high school as well and so you know eden is a very dear place to me you know it felt like home for that year or so and everyone from there is so nice and you know it's one of those small towns and it really was a privilege to be able to teach there with that being said i heard a lot about tanner true uh, forgive me if I'm just totally <laughs> blanking out here, but I do believe I actually got to teach Tanner in PE. Uh, if I didn't, then I definitely knew enough friends who uh, knew Tanner and whatnot. And so I know I know quite a bit about this guy, and he's a good one. And if I'm being quite honest, you know, I am surprised he's the first Eden player to be requested considering, you know, they, they won a state championship a while back. And so this has been a long time coming here. And so I'm really excited to talk about Tanner True. So let me just go ahead and hop into the positives here. First things first, Tanner True is a manimal. This guy is a complete monster at 6'3", 290, give or take a little bit. You could I've seen him listed at 6'2", 275 as well. Either way, this guy moves pretty well and is pre- deceptively quick, if I'm being quite honest, for someone his size. In my opinion, he has a D1 frame and size, and he uses it um, extremely efficiently, I would say. You know, he has very strong hands and just in general, he's a very strong guy. And it's really rare that you'll see him get blown off the ball, honestly, if at all. He just holds his ground really well and, you know, he moves extremely well. And so those are some good basic traits that you like to see out of your defensive lineman. And I do believe he's going to go ahead and play defensive lineman on that next level for Shadron State or O-line. But I think for this one, we'll talk mostly defensive line. 
In addition, he does have some pretty quick hands, and off the edge, he has shown some ability to pass rush with some pretty refined pass rushing moves, I would say. I say he has a pretty reliable um, swim and rip move. Honestly, it looks very, very uh, comfortable. It looks natural and all that, and he does it with ease. And, you know, with those quick hands, it does, it's pretty deceptive too. You know, someone that big, you wouldn't expect someone that big to be able to have hands like that. And so those are definitely pluses uh, on the defensive side of the ball. In addition, I do think against the run, he fills his gaps uh, pretty much all the time and pretty well and shut down those lanes relatively quickly. You know, he really gets to that play and shuts it down before it even gets started. Uh, and with that, you know, he does consistently get leverage. He's a complete manhandler, so if it's 101, you know, he'll either uh, put pressure on the quarterback who's passing the ball, or he'll shut down a lane pretty quickly. But I like how he uses that leverage and consistently wins leverage to shut down those lanes. That's something he does extremely well and relies on that a lot. And, you know, he is a pretty good wrestler, I hear, or that's what I heard, and so he has a good wrestling background there. And so uh, that definitely is apparent when he's playing on defense and offense as well you know and then last but not least he does flow to the ball pretty well i would say you know he um he he has a good motor he's pretty explosive there and you know he really gets after it and for this eden team that eventually went to state and won state this last year he was most definitely an anchor for that defensive line unit and then in addition on the offensive line you know with naturally uh, physical tools, you know, it, it translates pretty well. So, yeah, but let's go ahead and talk about some areas of improvement, some things that uh, I had concerns about and some things I like to see him work on. So I think there are definitely times in, in his film, specifically the defensive one. And like I said, we're mostly going to talk about Tanner true, the defensive lineman here, but there are times where he just struggled against double teams, right? You'd either get caught up or, you know, he didn't look like he was able to properly fight those off, whether it was with his strong hands or his quick hands or whatever. Um, he just seemed to struggle. And so I'd really like to see him continue to get stronger. Um, and I would, even go as far as say maybe even lose some weight as well and you could kick outside and play defensive end potentially i know there is some really good film there at the defensive end spot as a pass rusher and so that might be a logical thing to consider moving forward um so yeah but i would like to see him get a little bit faster there are honestly times where i feel like if he was just a step quicker you know he could blow up a play or cause a turnover or whatever but it always just seems like he's maybe just a step slow and so i would like him to become a little bit more explosive a little bit quicker he is deceptively quick for somebody his size but i like for him to continue to improve on that because like i said there are plays that i feel like are getting left on the field um, in addition with that, you know, this kind of ties in with what I was saying with uh, the speed and just being a step slow, but, you know, he just doesn't stuff the stats, you know, he has some pretty impressive stats, I'm not gonna lie, uh, especially his senior year, you know, he put up some good numbers, but I just think, honestly, it, they're not as comparable as to some other guys, and that might be the reason why he didn't get as many looks, and so, work on that speed, work on that agility, uh, and then especially work on that explosiveness off the block and whatnot uh, so that you 
you could become a playmaker or more of a playmaker i should say and uh, cause more turnovers because i think the turnover thing it's not the biggest deal like he's a disciplined player with a high motor that's great but you know out of great players you want to see somebody who's a turnover machine and uh as in somebody who causes turnovers and i don't know if tanner does quite that on the defensive side there's a lot of potential there so i don't you know i don't doubt that he can't do it though and then last but not least he did play against 2a competition i believe uh look i hate i hate to bring it up but you know there aren't as many players on the 2a level that could match tanner's size and just speed and strength and all of that i would say and I just, I, I don't know. I know he can't control that, but uh, for me on the next level, he would just have to prove that, you know, 2A, 3A, 4 whatever, doesn't matter. He's still a baller. He's still that dog, you know? And so, um, yeah, that's really all I got to say here. I think he's a great player. He is committed to uh, Shadron State, which I believe is a D2. So congrats to him. Uh, he committed uh, quite a bit ago, actually. Uh, they're getting a heck of a player. I think Tanner, true, honestly, has the most potential out of, I wouldn't say out of this batch here, but out of a lot of the linemen that we have done breakdowns for. You know, I feel like he's just getting into a groove here, and I think at Shadron State, they're getting a heck of a guy um, who could play both sides, if I'm being honest. I think he has a lot of potential at O-line, probably just as much as D-line, and he could probably play both, but we'll just have to see. So, all the best to Tanner True. Uh, it's about time that we got to talk about an Eden player, and I was really happy that it was Tanner. So, yeah, but coming up next, we're going to talk about Carlos Marino, the quarterback for Palmer High School. What's good, y'all? Welcome back. So right here, we're going to go ahead and talk about Carlos Marino, the 5'11", 170-pound quarterback from Palmer High School. So right away, I got to make sure I get this narrative right here. Um, I think it's important to keep in mind that in the four years he was in high school, he ran five different offenses with five different offensive coordinators. So everything I'm about to go over, I think that is important to keep in mind. Just because, you know, there's a lot of turnover. And honestly, you really don't see that happen a lot. But you did go to Palmer High School. In my opinion, it's not exactly the most stable uh, football program in the state. Or even in the country at that. But we'll, we'll leave it there. So, let's go ahead and talk about that. So, he did run five different offenses. But in those four years, you know, he showed a lot of flashes of, of greatness. In addition to that, you know, he's never been an academic risk, uh, so he has some pretty solid grades. He's highly regarded as a leader, and, you know, he does show that he has a bit of a high football IQ. So, you know, Carlos Marino altogether is someone who's, I, I, would, I wouldn't exactly say raw. I just think he wasn't in the best situation uh, at Palmer High School. But still, though, with all that being said, you know, if you look at his senior film, and his junior film, I would say, he shows off a pretty good arm with excellent accuracy, pinpoint accuracy, I might add, uh, on a number of throws. You know, he showed that he could throw a variety of routes both inside and out. And while doing that, you know, he did show that he could do that while under pressure. 
You know, he had some flashes where he would stick in the pocket and then he'd throw an absolute dime or strike uh, either down the middle or back shoulder or whatever. But he just made it happen and he made it real easy for his receivers to go ahead and make a play. He put the ball where it was supposed to be. And so his accuracy, I would say, is easily one of the best in the state. In addition, you know, this is something that really stood out to me, and you could see it on his film, but he did show that he can move through some progressions. You know, there's a play against Coronado, I want to say, where he held the safety to the left by looking that way. He even threw in a pump fake in there to make sure that safety bit. And then he came back to the post that was uh, splitting the two safeties, because I believe it was a cover two look, and threw a perfect throw, or a pretty good throw, to his receiver who was wide open open um those are the type of things that you don't see a lot happen in high school period in colorado that's that's pretty next level we saw luke McAllister do a little bit of that you know uh, lr3 and jordan wolverton had a little bit of that as well so i think that's important to keep in mind that you know he could definitely move through progressions and you know obviously if he could go through five offenses in four years um and you know continue to succeed and do some really good things here it shows that he is a pretty smart kiddo with a high football iq and so so the fact that he was able to go through progressions in uh, the film that i saw says a lot to me says a lot about how cerebral he is how much how i guess much of a student of the game he really is and those are all pluses you really can never go wrong with that and so cognitively i i would say that he's easily one of the best quarterbacks in the state when it just comes to straight you know strategy and plays and knowing where the ball is supposed to be and even being patient and having a play progress all the way through and then throwing it to the right guy and you know we saw a good amount of that i would say Despite being a good X's and O's player, you know, Carlos showed that he could improvise a little bit as well and keep the play alive for as long as possible. Move through the pocket, slide here, shift there, and then, you know, if it really comes down to it, he'll throw the check down. He'll make the smart play or he'll find a person deep that eventually gets open. And so he did show some ability to, you know, um, improvise. And you really like to see that out of quarterbacks, you know, having that creativity. Um, that's never a bad thing to be able to do that. And then I think I already mentioned this before, but I can't, um, I can't say enough how impressive this is for me. But, you know, he's extremely calm under pressure and he's tough in the pocket. You know, like I said, he loves to extend plays and keep it going and, you know, not overstep and do all that stuff and then make the right play. And he does that a lot. And, you know, you really can't do that without being tough in the pocket, without taking on hits, without being calm under pressure. And so Carlos Marino, like I said, he has shown a lot of that in the film I saw. And, you know, he did all that despite being in five different offenses in four years and playing for a program that is not exactly known for you know producing the greatest football players or most refined football players so while we are talking about that program let's go ahead and talk about negatives errors improvements uh concerns and then some stuff i'd like to see him improve on so i have to bring this up you know his ratio numbers uh touchdown to interception numbers are pretty rough i'm just gonna be honest he has six touchdowns to five interceptions his senior year and then 16 touchdowns to 12 picks his junior year now 
this is definitely uh, a situation where the stats don't tell the entire story. But you have to keep these in mind because the stats, you know, they, they don't lie because these things actually happened in game. You know, he did throw uh, almost as many picks as touchdowns. And so these are things that has to be addressed and are things that, you know, college coaches look at. And it honestly might steer them away. And I think Carlos know that most people will know that with a ratio like that, that's tough to gain an offer without looking at the actual film. And so... Looking at some of these picks and some of the turnovers that happened, I would say that no, not all of them were his fault. You know, I especially his senior year, just even looking at some of his reels and highlights, he definitely had some receivers who I would say were on, to put it nicely, different pages. Um, they didn't do him a whole lot of favors. There were a couple of drops, some um, bad deflections and whatnot, and I, I don't know. You know, I think he could definitely not take the entire blame for that and then there are also situations where I feel like he was just forcing the ball a little bit too much like you feel like you need to make something happen and uh, it just didn't work out and so those that's rough I'm gonna be honest that's rough because you know those aren't always exactly his fault I would blame that a little bit more on the program and the situation that he's in so so there you go. Another thing, he has been through a lot of different situations. And just being in that Palmer High School program, I am a little nervous that he has potentially formed some bad habits as a result. Uh, like, like I was saying, sometimes he does a little bit too much trying to extend the play that results in a pick or a turnover, or sometimes he tries to force things in and, you know, that's just stuff that happens when you have great players on, uh, not as talented teams. You know, I kind of brought this up with Javion Kendrick as well. Uh, like I said, it's not something he can't, you know, improve on or work on, but you know, those tough habits, those bad habits that he formed over the years at Palmer that aren't exactly his fault. It's just a matter of him being in that environment is definitely a bit concerning. And so as a college guy, that would definitely worry me that he has played in a couple of different systems, hasn't really been in a, I guess, consistent system. And so he is a little bit of a wild card, both in a good way and a bad way. I would say, but you know, in today's uh, era with COVID going on and roster spots and scholarships being limited, it's hard to take a bet on somebody that's that much of a risk, I would say, and dedicate a roster spot and a scholarship spot to somebody that you may not know uh, all of the good and bad habits of. So there you go. A couple other things here to just go over. He is a little bit smaller. He could put on some weight, you know, 5'11". I believe is his height, uh, 170. That's not bad at all. I mean, you know, there are quarterbacks in the NFL that are smaller, or that have been smaller, and then quarterbacks in college that are about that size. Uh, but he could definitely put on some weight, get a little bit bigger, you know, so he could take on some of those bigger hits. And then in his throwing motion, it's solid, you know, like he gets the ball downfield, but I, I don't know what it was, but between junior and senior year, or maybe it was always there, I feel like a hitch may have developed just a little bit and it's not most it's not super noticeable I would say like it's it's just interesting you know you see it there sometimes and then other times it's not and so I think just working with a quarterback coach you could get rid of that pretty easily 
Uh, so yeah, I'm, uh, about the other things here though, you know, here is my solution to that. This is kind of what I want to see moving forward. So I do think it will be hard to believe that a D1 or D2 college will pick him up. With that being said, just and that's just based on his high school film. Uh, with the high school film he put out, I think it will be hard for a D1 or D2 to pick him up, either giving him a preferred walk-on or a scholarship. So just got to throw that out there. So I think Carlos's best bet, if I'm being just straight up, you know, is to go to a JUCO. Go to a JUCO that is, you know, stable, more stable than your high school situation. And has a good coaching staff and, you know, a spot where you know that you can thrive in. Um, and then obviously it has to be a good school that you feel like is a good fit for you at that at this moment in time. And I say that because I do think if Carlos plays two really good years at a JUCO or even two good years at a JUCO, you know, works on some of those things, improves his film, plays in an offense for more than a year, then I think he can be a D1 guy. That's my honest opinion. I think he could be a D1 guy, uh, maybe even a D2 star, I would say. But just with the film that I've seen and some of the bad habits he's formed, it will take some time to break some of those bad habits. And I think, you know, the best way to do that is to go to a stable situation that will coach you up right, that'll put you on the right path, and that'll give you an opportunity to compete. I think he's a heck of a talent. I think he's a very underrated prospect. Probably wouldn't have made our top five list because of the touchdowns and interceptions and those stats. But uh, like I said, those don't tell the whole story. And so I'd like to see him continue to write that story at a Juco because I do believe, you know, that's his best opportunity at a much better spot. I don't want to see him settle for a D2 or a D3 because I don't know if that'll be as beneficial to him i think carlos here needs a little bit of time to continue to develop and to play in a stable system and i think stability is everything right now for carlos marino on that next level With that being said um like i've been saying over and over again he's a heck of a player i think a lot of teams would be lucky to have him but for now i think the juco route is his best bet and if he does that well i think he's easily a d1 type of guy so yeah um, coming up next, though, we have Enoch Wolfolk, uh, the safety cornerback from Cherry Creek High School. All right, welcome back. So we're going to go ahead and talk about Enoch Wolfolk, the safety cornerback from Cherry Creek High School. So I'm just going to be honest. I really feel like I'm saying your name wrong. Um, so Enoch, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. You're welcome onto the show, as is everyone else. So let's go ahead and talk about, uh, let's start with areas of improvement slash concerns. Actually, I think that'll be easiest. And then we'll go ahead and talk about positives. So I think obvi the obvious one here, um, you know, he plays for Cherry Creek. So he definitely benefited from playing on a fantastic team. And I do wonder what he'd do against some of the best of the best in the state because, you know, you had a Miles Purchase, you had a Al Ashford. Both of those guys could pretty much go one-on-one with the number one receivers on whoever's team. And so that did kind of leave Enoch, um, you know, playing against some wide out twos and threes every now and then, or at least for the majority of the time. And uh, I think he did play mostly safety, I would say, so... 
there you go. But obviously, if you have great corners, it makes it easy to pick off stuff if, you know, those corners are blanketing receivers and whatnot. So I do wonder how he'd do against some of the best of the best without some of the help on his side. And, you know, that kind of goes for all Cherry Creek players. So nothing he could control. He would just have to prove himself on that next level. Another thing, I would say he's a little bit on the lighter side. 510 is not a bad height. 165 is a little bit more concerning, I would say. I'm not quite sure if, if he's even at 165, but even if he is, I would still like for him to put on a little bit more weight. I think 175 or 180 is a pretty solid just playing weight at that next level, at the college level, and so that'd be good. Um, he is you know stronger than he looks but he could definitely bulk a little bit more just so that his frame could hold off on hold up on the next level and so i'd really like to see him work on that uh he could also probably work on his explosiveness just a bit more his top end speed i wouldn't say is isn't exactly elite it's pretty good but wouldn't say it's elite so i'd like to see him work on that acceleration work on just that general explosiveness you know so when he's coming down to stop the run i'd like to see him be a little bit faster there and at least accelerate to his top and speed pretty quick so those are all things uh, i'd like to see him work on there uh and then last but not least this isn't exactly the biggest concern i mean it's it's fine but you know he could probably work on his hands a little bit more especially when making contested interceptions i know he could make open catches that's you know as long as it's in his area he'll get the ball you know he'll force a turnover but you know i'd like to see him rip away some picks and force a couple more turnovers uh, the, you know, he, he could be a little bit more aggressive is what I'm saying here. And so I'd like to really see him work on that, uh, hand strength and really work on getting those contested catches when it's one-on-one, -on -one, I want to see him be somebody who's super aggressive and will rip that ball away and force turnovers and be somebody that, you know, quarterbacks are afraid to throw to. So like I said, not the biggest concern, but he could definitely improve that or that's something I'd like to see him improve. So all that being said, those are things you could work on slash things I'm a little bit concerned about. But let's go ahead and talk about the positives here. So first things first, he plays both safety and slot corner. And he does pretty well at both, I would say. He holds up pretty well. And so you'll love to see that versatility. Uh, obviously, if he's playing both corner and safety, then, you know, he plays um, man in zone. And you know what? He does that pretty well. And, you know, that kind of adds on to that versatility in zone. He's pretty disciplined. He's not easily fooled. He will stick to his area. And then in man, he's somebody who's, uh, fast enough and will stick to some of those faster, quicker slot receivers in the state. And so it was good to see him hold up pretty well and pass coverage in both of those. Uh, in addition, I think he's pretty solid against the run. You know, for someone his, I guess, weight or at his frame, he holds up pretty well as a tackler and is consistent with good form. And he's fundamentally sound, I would say. And so he does a pretty good job against the run and reads that well. Um, another thing, this kind of has to do with uh, being good against the run. He's a pretty physical football player. He's someone who consistently makes some... Uh, pretty big hits in the run and pass game. I would say probably more in the run game even. And, you know, he sets that tone and, you know, he gives it his all. And that's kind of what you like to see. Well, that's what you always like to see out of a safety. And then, um, you know, I mentioned this earlier. 
more so in the areas of improvement. But, you know, he does have some good speed. I think you could keep up with some of the speedier ones. Maybe not, you know, the high-end speed speedsters in the state. But he could definitely keep up, and his agility is pretty solid as well. And it allows him to cover uh, a whole field and take care of the back end of that defense. So... Uh, so yeah, there's I think there's a play that comes to mind. I forgot who it was against, but you know he has an excellent chase down tackle where he's coming from the other side of the field. The running back looks like he's gone, and you know Enoch gets in there and uh, trips him up right before he scores. And I'm pretty sure they held them there. So yeah, but Enoch is a pretty solid player here. He was requested on our TikTok um, as a corner actually, which is interesting. But in my opinion, I do think he is. Potentially an FCS D1 type of guy, maybe even D2. I think D2 is a little bit more realistic just because of the doubts with him playing for Cherry Creek and all that stuff, you know. And so, I like I said, I can't hold that against him. But there are colleges that will keep that in mind and maybe a little bit more hesitant to pull the trigger on Enoch. And, you know, he's a pretty disciplined player and he does his job pretty well. And, you know, in that Cherry Creek system, you know, he, he thrived with good players around him. And I think he could thrive on his own, honestly, but it just depends the situation. And so that's why I kind of think he's more of a FCS type of player. Uh, there were plays that I feel like he could have been a little bit more aggressive at, become a little bit more of a turnover machine, but... No, it didn't quite work out that way. So, best of luck to Enoch. Hope that he gets a offer sometime soon. He hasn't committed anywhere yet. So, um, I hope to see him get signed. And whoever signs him is getting somebody who at the very least is extremely versatile. And, you know, has proven that he can be successful at multiple positions. So, yeah. But coming up next, uh, we have our last player. For today, it is Hall Edmonds, the linebacker from Broomfield High School. Alright, welcome back. So our last player for today, it is Hall Edmonds, the linebacker from Broomfield High School. He is six foot two fifteen. And he is currently committed to Colorado School of Mines. So congrats to him. That's an excellent school, and you know that's a heck of a scholarship to get for that as well. But um let's go ahead and get right into it. So Hall Edmonds. He was somebody who was considered for a top five linebackers list. Unfortunately, he just uh, barely missed it. And so he is an, another honorable mention. And so uh, be on the lookout for that linebacker episode coming soon. But let's go ahead and talk about the positives here. So he does have a good uh, first step off the snap. You know, he has a good reaction time there. So that's what you love to see. He tracks down the ball carrier pretty well consistently. And, you know, he makes moves to avoid those blockers with speed and precision and so he's a very efficient run stopper i would say you know he, he flows with the ball pretty well and that's what you like to see someone who is a smart player and will take those right angles that's always a good thing and since i'm already talking about his run game let's continue talk to talk about that so you know he does fill those gaps pretty well and honestly he makes some pretty good reads and um you could see that he definitely does his time in the film room because he's not easily uh, deceived, I should say, uh, against the pass and against the run. You know, he doesn't jump the gun too fast, and he's not exactly a slow reactor either. And so that's a really good blend there. And um, you know, it shows that it pays off to do that work in the film room. So hats off to Hall Edmonds, and uh, those are good habits to keep in mind too. Being someone that's a student of the game and someone that studies the game naturally. 
Then last but not least, you know, he he did pretty alright against Terrence Ferguson in his Heritage film. Um, there wasn't a lot of film, but, you know, in the film that we saw, you know, he did a pretty solid job against him and held up well. And, you know, Terrence Ferguson, for those of you, you who don't know who he is, he is not only the number one ranked recruit in the state of Colorado, but he is most recently our number one ranked tight end in the state of Colorado. Go ahead and check out that Playmakers Corner episode where we talk about the top tight ends of the state. And so Hall Edmonds, he did a pretty good job against him. And, you know, that that definitely counts for something. So, yeah. But let's go ahead and talk about some areas of improvement here. So with his tackling, you know, he makes some tackles. And, you know, he usually has pretty good form. Uh, Fundamentally, he's usually sound. But there are times he could get a little high uh, when tackling. And so we'd like for him to get a little bit more consistent with his tackling. He could tweak that. That's honestly not the biggest deal. In coverage, I think, is the biggest thing that we like for him to work on and something that really held him back, in our opinion. Uh, his coverage, and specifically his footwork, could definitely use some help. He crosses his feet a pretty decent amount of times, and so we like to see him work on some footwork drills there and then, you know, really get used to working in um, some man coverage situations. I think that's probably for the best. If I'm being honest, in zone, you don't really have to you know worry about your zone or i guess your footwork as much but in man coverage footwork is everything so we'd really like to see him clean up that you know get some looser hips as well you know um he did look a little clunky at times in man coverage and so if he could really work on that uh pass coverage just in general i think he'd be in a pretty solid spot uh so yeah i think those are really the main things that i have about hall Edmonds here the past coverage was a pretty big deal you know against i guess i mean i know he went up against terrence ferguson but against you know i get some more speedy and crafty receivers like slot receivers he's gonna have to make sure his footwork is right and so those are the biggest things that i want to see out of hall Edmonds here so um yeah but Outlook, we could talk about that. He is going to the Colorado School of Mines. That's a D2. I think that's about right. I do kind of have a hard time seeing him as a D1 since, you know, he is only six foot 215. And then uh, he he's definitely a bit of a liability at times in the pass game. And, you know, just like I've always said in today's pass game, if you're a defensive player, you got to be able to cover. Uh, the only time you really don't need to be able to cover is if you're a defensive tackle. But even then, you never know. So, Hall Edmonds, if you're listening to this, we'd really like for you to work on that. But other than that, we think you're a heck of a player. You're a very cerebral type of player, I would say. And, you know, continue to hit that weight room, become more explosive. And, you know, we look forward to seeing uh, how successful you could be at the Colorado School of Mines. So, congrats on that again. But with all that being said, that'll wrap, wrap up this episode of the playmakers corner request edition remember if you want to request a player make sure to leave their name the position they play and you know what school or where they're from and just to throw this out there as well we do out of state players as well but we are prioritizing seniors in the state of colorado but trust me if you do uh, request somebody that's out of state we'll get that figured out i know we've had a couple from utah uh new york uh kentucky just to name a few so so yeah but uh i'm your host simon Vianos, and stay tuned for later this wednesday and check out cody's request episode peace